Tuesday afternoon means a late lunch because Peter Mullen decides to drop by with health and well-being. G'day, Peter. This time around, there'll be less of me and more of you with a very special guest. You've brought uh, Lee Holmes along, the author of Supercharge Your Gut. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon, Mark. And yeah, we're, the listeners are in for a real treat today. We've got a, a talk on with Lee tonight in um, Newcastle, but um, I thought we'd bring Lee on this morning or today to talk about her latest book um, is some fantastic information. It's one of the best books I've seen for a long time that really pulls a lot of stuff together about gut health. And as you know, you know, Secret Life of the Gut, that's um, a big topic on this show, always talking about good gut health. So um, I thought I'd bring an expert in today to um, really shed some light. And maybe you can learn some things as well. That's always possible. Mark. Always good. Peter, now time for you to introduce your guest, Lee Holmes. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Um, so I'm here today with um, Lee Holmes. Lee is an author of um, eight best-selling books. Uh, she's a holistic nutritionist, whole food chef, hatha yoga and meditation teacher. You and I could do with a bit of that, Mark. Um, Wellbeing magazine columnist and numerous other accolades as well. So so excited to have you here, Lee. Thanks for having me. It's our, good to be here. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. And um, we've done a talk with you before, and we've got another talk on with you tonight. And I know last time there was so much interest in what you had to say about gut health. Mm. And um, obviously, as naturopaths, gut health is such a big part of what we talk about with um, our patients every day. All of your books have had a big influence around gut. What's, what's it about the gut that's really been such a big inspire or a big inspiration for you? Personally, um, personally, well, I and, did, and I guess through through your through your work. Yeah, I mean, gut health is such a big passion for me. The gut really is the epicenter to health. I mean, it's connected to the brain, it's connected to the immune system. It can affect the way you think, the way that you feel. So obviously, it's a big part of you know being well and feeling healthy and having energy. And I just found through my own health struggles that looking at my gut and getting into gut health and really improving the health of my gut improves so many other things that were going on for me. You know, with my skin, with my you know, with other things in my in my body as well. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about it. And I in in this new book, Supercharge Your Gut, I do cover a lot of areas and about those connections to how the gut is really connected to the immune system. I explore thyroid health and how the gut is connected to your thyroid. Sleep, even talk about sleep in there and how that is connected as well. Hormones and how to lose weight. And also, I talk about different conditions. So, for example, you might be suffering from things like. IBS or SIBO or histamine intolerance. We cover all that in the book as well, as well as like over 100 recipes. So it's quite a in-depth, as you say, quite an in-depth book. And gut health for you, like gut's been a, um, a big part of your journey. How did you get How did you get into, well, firstly on gut health, like uh, everything you've said there is, is what we've been talking about for months, Mark, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it pretty much is the central theme um, for most of your programs, Peter, because you, the thought that everything comes back to what is going on in the gut and sort of moves from there. Yeah, absolutely. And we sort of, and I'm sure you've mentioned this as well, that like we talk called the gut the second brain because, it, mm. you know, kids with learning and behavioural problems. So to actually have a concept around healing the gut, supercharging our gut, like I think um, you know, pulling that all together. You know, I always say to patients, all roads lead to Rome. And, you know, if you start with the gut and you start with your diet, then you're, you know, you're, you're on your way, on yeah, your way. Yeah, I agree. So how did you, how did you get into um, this journey of health yourself? Like, how did you get into um, supercharge, supercharge Your Gut, the the website and the, the business and the books? Where, where did it all start for you? It all kind of started about seven years ago for me, seven or eight years ago. I was working um, at the ABC in Sydney and I had quite a busy job. I was a single parent 
And I woke up one day and literally couldn't get out of bed. Didn't know what was wrong with me. Lost a lot of weight in about a month. I lost about 15 kilos. Wow. A lot of weight. And I was tired. I was exhausted. Thought I may have chronic fatigue. My hair was falling out. I was covered in hives. It uh, wasn't a pretty sight, that's for sure. And from there, I kind of went on a bit of a health journey because I went through lots of different specialists and doctors, was put on a concoction of different drugs, immunosuppressants, steroids, anti-inflammatories. Eventually, I was diagnosed with a non-specific autoimmune disease, which is apparently there are lots of them. And uh, so, Australia's yeah, getting a real reputation, actually, as... For a lot of really rare and unusual autoimmune conditions. So, yeah it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's definitely autoimmune, just segueing slightly, but when I first started practice 28 years ago, it was, the, I, I don't can't remember too many patients even talking about having, look, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, the odd case of um, psoriasis was always, these conditions have always been around, but now mm. we see them on a daily basis. We do, yeah, and there's so many more people and so many different ones, hundreds of them. And I was also diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which I knew nothing about, but apparently it's a condition where your muscles are really sore. I would wake up feeling like a 90-year-old woman. I'd be so stiff and achy. So from there, after sort of, you know, having a lot of the, those medications, and I wasn't really getting any better because of the side effects of the medications were kind of making me feel worse yeah. than the symptoms of the autoimmune and fibromyalgia. So I did speak to my doctors about it, and, we, and I kind of went to really look at diet. And I'd previously studied nutrition, so I was interested in food and nutrition and how it kind of affects your health. And I looked at diet, and I did... Notice I made a correlation between what I was eating and my symptoms. So, for example, I would have MSG because I was working. I had a busy, you know, busy job, yeah, and I'd have yeah. like lean <clears throat> cuisines in the microwave with a lot of chemicals and additives in them. And MSG. Every time I ate MSG, I would my hives would flare up. Anything like that, anything really heavily processed. Gluten was another thing that would make my tummy ache, and I, you know, wasn't processing anything very yep. well. So I did make that correlation, spoke to the doctors, and they said, you know, it's fine for you if you want to to sort of tweak your diet, and that's what I did. And I started my little blog, SuperchargedFood.com, and um, created these little recipes. And from there, I really stemmed everything back to gut health, and I actually stemmed it back to when I was about seventeen. And I would frequently have cystitis, and I was put on about six or seven rounds of antibiotics, one after the other. That makes sense, felt, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that made yeah. sense to me because yeah. it had wiped out all of the good sort of bacteria in my gut. There was an overgrowth of bad bacteria in the gut, and that was wreaking havoc with my immune system. As you know, the immune system and the gut are very connected. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of a downhill spiral from there. So, yeah, so we, the first section, we just Lee was sharing her story. And um, an interesting point is it's often good to look back and do a timeline or sort of see when your symptoms all started, if there might have been something. It helps you to understand, doesn't it, like the antibiotic or the use of the antibiotics when you were 17 Absolutely. how that didn't may not have contributed straight away, but it, down the track, mm. other things caught up, and maybe one of those things that sort of compound on proper that antibiotic use, as Mark said, has been stress. What what sort of a role do you think um, um, stress plays in in gut health? I mean, stress is so like long term, everyday stress can be really damaging to the gut, and obviously. It can promote inflammation in the body as well, which is not a good sign either. So the stress can actually strip the body of good bacteria, believe it or not, um, scientifically. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, absolutely. And so it can actually affect the balance and the numbers. Yeah, the balance of gut, and the numbers. Gut, and you have bugs. your um, vagus nerve, which runs from your brain to your gut, that sends messages up and down. If they're anxious messages all the time, it's going to affect the levels of good bacteria that are in your gut and the way that your gut digests food. 
Yeah, wow. Wow. So it affects, affects gut health at every every level. And um, I was reading something um, recently. It was sort of saying that there's more messages go from our gut to our brain than what there is from our brain to our gut. Yeah, so every one message that your brain sends to your gut, your gut sends 10 back up. So what's really in charge of your thoughts and feelings and the way you feel is the state of health of your gut. Yeah, and wow. also that your gut bacteria has a biochemical communication, so they actually speak to each other. They communicate with each other without us even being involved. That's a scary thought. It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that our, guts, our gut bugs are talking to our brain and we're not even aware the conversation is going on. We have got no on. clue what's happening, Peter. That's, that's, so that's maybe, usual for us guys, though. We usually have no clue, but <laughs> well, overall... They're, they're actually linking it to you know maybe food cravings as well. You know, when you suddenly start to crave a certain food, mm. maybe it's because your gut bugs are actually talking to your brain and your brain's thinking, oh, a Coke could be a good idea. That makes sense when you think about maybe. it. Maybe. And also when you have an over-proliferation of bad bacteria in the gut, you crave sugar. I think that's one of the yeah, most um, yeah, kind of foods that you crave because they feed on sugar. So the bad bugs feed on that sugar. They're so crying out like, for it. They're crying out yeah. for the little, like little babies with their mouths open wanting to it's be fed sugar. Them. And it feeds them and then obviously they grow. So Yeah, wow, wow. Um, and so, with, so stress is a big Im- implicator, you know, finding the original cause. <laughs> What, uh, where would you suggest someone what was what do you think is the best place for st- someone to start if they're suffering from you know irritable bowel symptoms and um, you know bloating wind bowel variability um, gut pain um, where where do you always think is the best place to start obviously stress needs to be considered but what yeah. would you normally recommend I think um, one of the best places to start is to identify the foods that are bothering you which is what I kind of did with the MSG and the chemicals so if you're finding out those foods and sometimes they could be healthy foods so onions garlic avocado coconut milk coconut oil could make you feel bloated after eating them Mm. so trying to sort of identify those foods is a good place to start and then eliminating them for a period of time and seeing if your symptoms settle down your bloating settles down your more regular you know yep that kind of thing that's a good place to start and then also one of the things that i love to talk about with diet and gut health is that a lot of people think salads are super healthy but they're actually really hard to digest and raw food is really hard to digest that is a really good point and i find that a lot a lot with patients with gut symptoms their brain tells them that this is a healthy meal Mm. i should be fine with this but then they'll have a salad for lunch and they feel quite bloated and uncomfortable in the afternoon and think well it can't be the salad because that's, that's a healthy, healthy food exactly yeah. and it could yeah. make you tired like if example you eat a salad you feel tired you're kind of falling asleep at your desk and you think that can't be right because yeah. it's a salad no that's a really good really good point so the second thing that i would recommend is that cooked foods is good or pre-digested foods so okay. foods that are very already kind of digested like blended foods slow cooked foods smoothies those kinds of things soups really much easier on the digestion it makes sense doesn't it? if someone's had um, a challenged gut or, or had gut health symptoms for a while, you really want to start back with nourishing, nurturing, easier to digest food rather than things that are going to be harder to digest. So, absolutely. And simple foods as well. Yeah, absolutely. And finding out what foods and, and you know, working out what foods do suit you, what foods don't suit you. Um, what specifically from a um, your big into bone broth? Yeah, I, I do like before. bone broth. I like yeah. bone broth and veggie stocks as well. Yeah. Just really easy to digest. And also bone broth is good because you've got like the collagen and you've got all the things that actually help to improve the lining of the gut. So they heal and seal that lining of the gut, which is sometimes people with ulceration, with IBD, IBS, those kind of symptoms yeah. really need to settle that down. 
Aloe vera is another ingredient which is really great for sort of the mucosal lining of the gut. So that's going to how settle do you, it how down. How would you use aloe vera? So what you can buy it in a juice if you yeah. want to. You, if you've got a plant in the garden, you can actually use the inside juice of those. And in my recipe book, I've got um, jellies, which are really yummy, aloe vera smoothies, which are really good. So you okay. can use so it you can in add it quite in a bit. Yeah. That's yeah. a great idea. So actually putting it in your smoothie with your coconut water or whatever else you're going to be putting in there. Yeah, yeah, that as well. Um, mm. Turmeric is another one of my favorite ingredients, very anti-inflammatory, yep. which is sometimes inflammation is one of the big kind of really um, things that can affect your gut health and make everything kind of like you, you, you feel tired if you're inflamed, you, you're swollen up, you're bloated, your belly's really bloated. So things like turmeric are really good to add to smoothies, into food. Another thing is the Love Your Gut Powder or Diatomaceous Earth, which is more of a cleanser. So that actually cleans the bad bacteria. It cleans the bad bacteria from your gut. So what is, what is because for our listeners out there that don't know, what is diatomaceous earth? Diatomaceous earth, it's a called fossil shell flower. So it's the ground up fossilized remains of um, fossil shells. Or okay. it's a food um, yep. from the sea. Yeah. Um, and basically it attracts through a process of negative ions all of the bad bacteria, but keeps the good. And it kind of gently sweeps that out of your body. So it's like a great like um, detoxer. So you'd add that into your smoothie as well. You can or pop that your... in your smoothie. So okay. I generally okay. do just a teaspoon of that every day as well which is a really good cleanser all right awesome well we'll come back with some more tips after this next time that sounds like a, like a bit of a broom it just sweeps everything in, it's a gentle it? broom but just the right stuff and mm-hmm. keeps the gets the dust out but keeps the good the stuff, stuff in. you need hmm. um probiotics what's your impression around probe obviously probiotics are important for a healthy gut yeah absolutely what are I your think, thoughts there i think you know um there are so many great probiotic rich foods in terms of you know kefir, kimchi, kombucha, all of the, even yogurt, a great probiotic rich food. So it is good for rebuilding those colonies of good bacteria in the gut. Yep. Yep. And what do you sort of recommend people include in their diet? Like to make their own kim- um, kimchi or sauerkraut? Yeah, they can we- do that. Or now there's some really great ones on the market. And even in the supermarkets, you can buy some really good sort of kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha. I've yeah, seen okay. that everywhere. It's very popular now. Well, Dana, it? my wife, my wife has taken to commercially brewing kombucha. We've got that much kombucha at my house <laughs> that if anyone out there wanted some, I think the Mark, problem. I did say I was going to bring you some. Yeah, in you here. never did, never did. I think the problem is though. Why well, I can tell you why it's not selling on the bottle. It's got a picture of your face. <laughs> <laughs> not the best marketing idea, Peter. Not the best. Well, so idea. yeah, so kombucha is really going off at our house, and um, it's actually really Dana makes it, does a great kombucha. So. I will bring you some in next week, I promise. We'll see. We'll see. We'll hold you up to that, Peter. So gut health, gut flora. So some of the research is suggesting that our gut flora, we're losing numbers. We are losing numbers. So we're losing species. The way that I look at it is that you can look at your gut like an Amazonian rainforest. Think about the way that it looks. It's an ecosystem all in itself. And you've got the flowers, the trees, the butterflies, the birds. When you look at your gut health like that, think about the layer, the critical layer, the, the fertile soil, that is colostrum. So if you were to take one thing for gut health, I would definitely recommend taking colostrum. And then you've got the trees, which are your probiotic. So that's the probiotic-rich foods or taking a probiotic, like you have yeah. a melon natural health. Or, But the thing with um, the good bacteria is they only last 20 minutes in your gut. So they wow. die pretty much every 20 minutes and they need to be fed. So they turn over that quickly. Yeah, they turn over pretty quickly. So That's they, disturbing, isn't it? it? Is. Does that get the same for the bad bacteria generally, same time frame? No, they kind of like hang around, I think, the bad bacteria. They just get oh. worse and worse. Like, pe- like people that you don't want to hang around. They <laughs> exactly. just keep hanging around. 
So the way that you feed them is through prebiotics, which is your prebiotic-rich foods, chicory, banana, asparagus, green beans, peas, those kinds of foods. So a lot of people are on keto and paleo diets these days, and I find that they're not eating enough prebiotic-rich veg like yeah, pumpkin. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, isn't it? Sweet potatoes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and eating the rainbow is important. You want diversity for great gut health. So yeah. eat in all different colors, diversity, different foods, and I think – yeah, that's the best way to go. Well, I love that description of the Amazonian jungle, Mark. Yeah, it gives you a bit of a different perspective, doesn't it? Because you just, oh, that's stuff in my gut, it's bacteria. But, you know, if it, you think of it as flora, I guess. But there's the more, more gut bugs in our in our body, in our large bowel, than there is cells in our body. So, you know, people kind of saying, you know, are we in charge or are our gut bugs in charge of us? I think we've learned to say they're in charge <laughs> today. So, Lee, what would a typical day, typical day in the day of a... a supercharge your gut look like for you so supercharging your gut i actually only do this twice a week because that's all you really really need to do to have good gut health so twice a week on a monday and a thursday i have like easy to digest food so nothing raw so that means starting off with either scrambled eggs or a smoothie or maybe some porridge if you like porridge which is super easy having some kind of soup for lunch or something stir-fried or cooked for lunch is good. And then for dinner, I always, in the morning actually, I throw something in the slow cooker, whether it's lamb or you know, some chicken, throw it in the slow, slow cooker with bone broth and, and I usually just have that over prebiotic tray bake, which is all those veggies that we talked about before, just baked okay. in the oven yep. and it's delicious. So you can still eat really well while supercharging your gut, but it's just eating the right kinds of foods. It's a great idea. Just so two days a week, just really focus on easy to digest, mm-hmm. wholesome, prebiotic-rich foods. Really encouraging your good gut gut health. Yeah, and then That's the next day idea. you'll wake up and feel so much so better because you've had you, your guts had a rest. You've got that time for rejuvenation for the cells to renew themselves. It's like the magic period overnight that happens. You wake up feeling really good. Well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on today. We've um, learned a lot, Mark. We have, we have, we've learned a lot. Peter, call me, call me. They're just moving on, but that's okay, Peter. <laughs> Look, a great chat today, and unfortunately, uh, well, from depending on your point of view, the uh, talk tonight is sold out. So if you listen to today, uh, you've got a bit of Lee Holmes uh, for free as well. And if people want more information with, about Lee, they can get onto her website, supercharge.com. Supercharge Superchargefood.com. and um, some great blogs and information there as well. So thank you so much. Lee for coming on today we're so looking forward to um, hearing you talk tonight and um, yeah hopefully we'll see you again maybe when the next book's due out thanks for having me wonderful now Pete a couple of other talks happening on the radio uh, uh, sorry uh, some talks in person Uh, the fertility talk coming up on Tuesday June uh, June the 19th yep great talk with our new um, practitioner Amanda who's been on the show before talking about all things fertility and um, a really important point, fertility these days isn't just about natural fertility. Natural fertility also includes people that are going through the IVF program. So f- this talk is all around improving your fertility, no matter what pathway you've needed to um, come down. So great information for anybody interested in having children, but not just having children, having really healthy kids. And the following Tuesday, anxiety. Yep, and I'll be doing a big talk in um, June on anxiety, so that'll be a good one if if people are keen to come along to that. And still some limited seating available for a couple of those. Next week on the radio, oh, well, it's winter, so we better talk about winter health and how to protect yourself from colds and flu. One of my favourite topics, um, one of my favourite herbs, actually, echinacea. I'll be talking a bit about that. Lovely, and uh, a great uh, chat next week on the radio, Peter. Again, thanks to Lee Holmes for coming in today. As well, that's Health and Wellbeing with Peter Mullen back next Tuesday for 2NURFM.
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.